Welcome to an enlightened hour of interactive talk. This is Guided Spirit Conversations with host Marla Goldberg. In this program, we spotlight guests from all over the globe who have helped others change their lives and will provide you with the tips, tools, and techniques that you need to help you make a difference in your own life. Now, here is Marla Goldberg. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining Guided Spirit Conversations. I'm Marla Goldberg, your host, and I am so happy about our guest today. So Lisa Salvatore is an intuitive, she's an intuitive guide, wellness coach, and Reiki energy healer whose specialties are personal astrology, tarot, and spirit connection. Lisa offers divine guidance on a grounded, in a grounded way as she helps to bring the unconscious to the conscious, providing awareness and healing. Welcome, Lisa. Hi, Marla. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy you're here. I know that we've been working on this for a little bit, so... Yay. We yeah, finally got it. We have it. So, Lisa, you know, I love starting at the beginning because I'm a late bloomer. I tell people all the time, it's in my book, you know, I started my path pretty late. When did yours, when did you become aware of yours? Honestly, I, since I was a very little girl, I always felt energy on a very deep level. And at the time, I didn't know the term for empath, but I, grow to realize that I was a very strong empath and I would feel energy and vibrations. And I just knew I was tapped into something different. I didn't have the thoughts of an average five-year-old. You know, I was always thinking deeper, looking into things. And That's so cool. How did your parents react to that and your family members? You know, I'm one of five children and I'm the fourth one in the lineup. And we're all very close in age. So it was always kind of chaotic in our house. You know, there's a lot going on. And I was very, very quiet and introverted as a child. And I loved to read. That was my thing. And um, I had imaginary friends, of course, right? <laughs> That's what I was so, my next question. Right, exactly. So, um, you know, they're, they've always been supportive because, to be honest, um, everybody has psychic abilities. But on my mother's side of the family, they run very strongly. So they kind of knew that I had a little something when I was a child. Something, and so they, yeah, they never, honestly, never made me feel awkward about it. How which lovely. Which kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's always nice to when, you, when they get it and you get support from a child, because then you can build it and there's no squashing it. It's not um, exactly. based on social um, protocol, you know, where it's like, oh, you know, you don't have an invisible, that's your right. image, you know, and then you just shut it down and yeah. shut it off. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So did you keep, you know, did it keep growing throughout your adolescence, it teen did. years? and It did. And I did definitely squash it down because sometimes it felt uncomfortable and you think that it, there's something wrong with you because no one else, you're, you're feeling right. all this and, but nobody else seems to be feeling the same way. And then you get this message that you're weird. So weird, weird's a good thing. I'd rather be weird than normal. Well, right today. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and you stuff it away. And so I did that and um, believe it or not, I, what got me really more confident about it was getting into astrology at a young age because it, when I started to dive into that, I learned my own birth chart and I recognized through there that I had many lifetimes as most of us do. And it's, it, it just clicks and it makes a lot of sense. So. It's well, and then you journey. feel more normal, right? It's yeah. like, Oh, this isn't strange. It's, it's mm-hmm. normal, but we all want to fit in. 
And, you know, the reality of it is I've always listened to the sound of a different drummer than most. Yes. But I didn't realize what the drummer was. And you've worked so hard to fit in and to be mainstream. Yes. That you're, anything that you have, you know, I would just lived in my head. Yeah. It's easier there sometimes, right? Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? If I would have listened to the guidance, you know, the tips on my shoulder, Mm -hmm. my life might have been a little bit simpler than it was. (laughs) Yeah. But I I feel that it's sometimes, oftentimes those challenges are what make us even stronger and bring our abilities even stronger to the surface, right? Well, we can be more empathetic towards what other people are going through because we're going through it. We've gone through it. Right. I mean, I've gone through so much. I can relate to what so many of my clients talk about and do because I've been through it. And I'm sure, I'm sure you feel the same way. You know, I always have this running joke with some of the other uh, practitioners that we work together and we talk every now and then. And we'll say, it's like every time you overcome some sort of a hurdle, the universe sends you five, six, seven clients that have the same needs at that time. And you're that much better equipped to help them. Absolutely. I look at everything now as a stepping stone to growth. So for me personally, it's, you know, if something's going on, it's like, okay, what am I supposed to learn from this? What am I supposed to get? You know, what direction? Because I've just now it's just second nature to say, okay, it's a gift opportunity, lesson combination. What is it? We, you know, where are we going with this and yes. why am I learning it? Yep. And at a certain point, you think you're not going to go through this anymore. And then it's like, surprise. Yes. <laughs> it's the gift that keeps on giving. I say that all the time. True. So you, you have a lot of services that you offer your clients. How do you present that to them? Cool. That's, that's, it's still something I'm trying to fine tune, but I've realized that the more I try to do that, the the less better it works for me. So I'm, I am out of the box with my services. Astrology is astrology. So if somebody's right. coming to me for their chart, I do, I can stick to the chart. We do get a lot of other things when the, when we do a birth chart, but I know they're coming for that specific reason. And I can, you know, the chart is the guide. It's the tool. Yes. Uh, basic intuitive. I, what I do is I just, um, I connect like this and it's, it's frequency. So I tap into the frequency and we just have a dialogue for a few minutes and as we do that things open up and then I I just go from there I allow questions I it is driven by spirit so it's almost like I, I just never know what direction it's going to go but it's always with the soul I feel anyway it's always with the soul needs at that particular point on their journey for the and highest and best good I mean exactly. right and so it's funny I was having a conversation with somebody and I said to them and they said something to me today about um being told something negative. And I said, if, if, if anybody, if you go to somebody for a service and they tell you something negative, um, I said, I would, I would grab my hat and coat and I would run out the door because I know my training is no, 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 you don't, you don't scare people. You don't give people death dates or anything like that because we have a number of opportunities to leave the planet. Exit points. Yeah, we do. And we have our expiration date, but that's just one out of what I I don't know. I've heard five. I've heard seven. What do you say? Uh, I believe points? I believe each soul has a different number of exit points, but there I do I do find that most people have more than two. So it's I'm a huge believer in fate, but I'm also a bigger believer in free will. So fate will take you to a point, and then it's what you do next that determines. I love that. I think that's great. And you said something. 
I know I'm jumping, but you said something that I really liked and I highlighted. You cannot pour from an empty vessel and self-care is a priority. Yes. Mind, body, and spirit. I have learned that the hard way. Okay. Because I would tell myself, you don't have children. Why are you so, why do you feel so run down? Why do you, why do you find the need to take a break? Like I would be really hard on myself. And after time I would just, you know, a relatively healthy person, knock on wood, I would get sick for no reason. I would feel, mm-hmm. and I knew it was energy sickness, honestly. And mm-hmm. I would just running on that, you know, running, 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 running. And I realized that I'm not doing any service for anybody else. If I get so sick that I have to cancel a week worth of clients. And now I have to reschedule all of that on top of the fact that they were counting on me and now I'm not there. And I just recognized the need that if I wasn't feeling well, there's no way I could deliver my best to others, right? So it's an ongoing project because I do have a hard time taking breaks when I feel that I'm needed, especially when it's family, yes, right, and friends. But we have to. It's necessary because you're not helping if you're not taking care of yourself because then you hold resentment as well because then you have no time. It's just this ongoing cycle. It's so true. I, I so agree, and I learned that through my first marriage because my well was never getting filled and I was giving, 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 giving. And this is right before I started down my spiritual path. And finally it was just like, you know, I didn't take enough care for me. I was too busy with everyone else. And it is so important for our highest and best good to have self-care. It's okay. Give yourself permission to take breaks, take that bath, do that meditation, take that nature walk. Mm -hmm. You know, if you have a, a few minutes on your schedule, take it for you. I'm learning to redo that today. Every day, right? It's a constant reminder because we yeah. feel that if we have 20 minutes of freedom, we have to do something to fill that freedom. Exactly. And you know? go ahead. No, I was going to say, I've told clients, you know, take 20 minutes and stare at the wall. Who cares? Just take that 20 minutes of just just being in the moment and you don't have to meditate. You don't have to do anything. Just sit there (laughs) and let your soul guide you, but you need that time. I so agree. And when you're busy as you are, you know, and people run these, these, even in COVID, what I find there's so many people and they have to fill their time. So they have little home projects or big home projects and they fill and they fill and they fill and they just have to keep busy and they, they don't, even if just sitting and, and, you know, journaling, just putting out thoughts, random thoughts, they don't even have to flow in any direction. Right. They can just be random odd thoughts that you write down. Allowing that to happen is a gift you give yourself. I find with that, Marla, especially with COVID, when COVID began. Yes. And this is, I've, I'm guilty of this as well. So I'm not saying this against anybody, but we tend to run from ourselves a lot, right? Because we don't want to stop and face the music. We, yes. you know, and, and then literally everybody was forced to stop. And, you know, I'm sure, you know, marriages that were already on rocky ground began to fall apart. Uh, some got better, you know, lots of things that we're running from can't, we cannot run them anymore. And that's the ego versus the soul, right? We have to get more into the soul, become more soul driven. And that's what I feel like 2020, that's one of the gifts or blessings that I feel will come out of that. Right. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's amazing how that works. And I used to be one of those. I always say, you know, pre journey rather than 
during the journey. Um, I was one of those people that constantly filled and filled and filled and my plate runneth over at all times. Yep. And it was just a way so I didn't have to face the things I really needed to face. Right. And so how do you help clients face the things that they really need to face? Well, I'm a big believer in not telling them what I, what they should do or what I like to get it out of them. So it's almost like I'll, I'll read, I'll, I'll read the energy. I'll tap into it. I'll feel what's going on and I'll already know, but I want to hear them say it. I want to get them to the place where they're comfortable enough to say, Oh, that's why I'm doing that. I like them to be able to, because it carries more weight. If someone's handing you on a silver platter, what you need to do or what that's very easy. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's really about going deep within and figuring that out for ourselves, right? That's the beauty. It is the beauty. It's like that dinner analogy. Or, the, you know, if, if your father takes you to fish, you have a meal for a lifetime. But if somebody gives you a fish, uh, you know, at a restaurant, you have a meal. Right. That's a good analogy. I like that. <laughs> that's true. I did not make it up. I've heard it for years. But it's, it reminded me, that's what came to me when you were talking about that. And and, but what if some you can't get someone to say it? Like it's right there and they're just, because they don't want to face it. They just don't want to say it. Do you allow them to just let it go? Or do you find some way of redirecting them? I think it's a little bit of both and it depends on the person. A lot of time I'm channeling. So I kind of go into that zone or space and I won't even recognize what's happening. So that's mm-hmm. kind of part. It's different with each session, but I mean, listen, first of all, most times people know why they're there. They know what the underlying, it's very rare you get somebody come to you Sam, everything's great. Just tell me what you feel, you know, and, and except if, if it's astrology, they want to look at their transits and that's different. But for a typical reading, it's more like um, something's there and they know it. They feel a lack or, or they need clarity or they're, they're feeling, they're, they want validation. That's it. It's validation. As humans, that's what we want. We want validation. I cannot validate somebody's, um, how do I say this the right way? I can't tell them what to do, but I can simply validate what they feel. So I can give them the scenario that I'm picking up on and that can then show them, oh, wow, well, yeah, I'm feeling this accurately. And that's the point. It's not for me to say it. It's for me to bring it out for them to see it. I like to say, I'm not trying to shit all over you. Yes. My famous line is, I'm not ever going to attach myself to your karma, so I will never tell you what to do. I will just tell you the pathways or what I see and what I feel. And then you take that, not as gossipable, but as a guide. Right. Well, what I learned very young, and tell me if you agree with this or not, when you're doing a reading for someone other than astrology, because astrology is very scientific. Yes. I mean, you have your longitudes, you have your latitudes, everything is right there. But when you're having intuitive guidance or reading, that there's some people who just take every word you say and live it as gospel. To me, that's like trying to grab running water. Yeah. Whereas if you just take what someone says... Sort of, you know, t- I don't know if you record or you give notes or let them take notes. Yes. Um, and then you, you know, you just sort of like put it in your little file cabinet and maybe six months later, come back and sort of like say, hmm, the check, 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 yes. check, 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 yes. no, yes, and go from there. Exactly. That's how it should be. But 
oftentimes I feel that people are so desperate for an answer that they will hang on to everything that you say. And that's something that I teach, you know, when I do also teach tarot and I will tell students that come in, I'll say, always have to make sure you don't attach your own projections into somebody else's reading. Okay. That's one. And the other one is you always have to stress that you're never, you're not telling them what to do because they, there are some, it's human nature. There are some people that will literally do what you said because their, their psychic told them to. And it's no, 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 that's not the point. <laughs> you know, that's a lot of ego. But I'm going to tell you what, I'm going to tell you what we're going to do right now. We're going to go on a break. <laughs> okay. Right back for more conversation with Lisa Salvatore. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Do you find that your journey to loving yourself is taking a long time? Here's your shortcut. Read Marla Goldberg's book, My Long Journey to Loving Myself, A Guide to a Shorter Path to Learn to Live a More Self-Loving Life. Order on Amazon or MarlaGoldberg.com. That's Marla, G-O-L-D-B-E-R-R-G.com. Have you ever wanted to scream, but you couldn't because of all the people who might hear you? Now, we have your answer. The original Scream Pillow. It can be used at work, the bathroom, in the closet, or anywhere you want to scream and not have everyone know what you're screaming about. Order yours today at MarlaGoldberg.com. That's Marla, G-O-L-D-B-E-R-R-G.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Guided Spirit Conversations. To reach Marla Goldberg or her guest today, you're invited to call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, the address is guidedspiritconversations at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. Hi there. Welcome back. Thank you for staying around with myself and Lisa Salvatore. If you're just joining us, let me tell you about Lisa. Lisa's a quite gifted intuitive guide, wellness coach, astrologer, and Reiki energy healer. And she is talking to us about tarot, spiritual connection, astrology, and belief systems in working with clients and how she works with her clients. So welcome back, Lisa. Hi, Marla. Hello. So we were just having such a great conversation just about working with clients. And not wanting to, I call it shooting all over them or telling you, you know, telling them what to do, but suggesting, because sometimes you really do need to give them suggestions to try and help them to, and this is more when you're giving counseling or coaching, whatever term you want to use on that. And you work with your clients that way as well, not just Mm -hmm. psychically, but otherwise. So Uh, go ahead. I was just going to say, I want everybody to leave me feeling a sense of positivity and optimism, even if something negative is present and that, that we've discussed or that they're experiencing in their reality, I want them to leave feeling hopeful, not hopeless. 
One thing I tell my clients, and, and I don't know if you feel the same way, but everything, the only thing you can count on is change and everything is temporary. So mm-hmm. if you're in one of those situations, if you just give it space and time, you will find that it will flow out and something else would flow in. And depending upon your vibration will depend upon what comes in next. But if you raise your vibration, you know, negative things can't hang on to positive vibration, you know, high vibe. Do you agree with that? Disagree? I, I do agree. And I actually wanted to, that's a really good segue into something I want to discuss, the vibration. A lot of people will say, but what does that mean? Like a vibration, you know, do I, what do I, what do I, how do I have a vibration? And the vibration is just the frequency that you emit. Like there's people, when you go to a, a party, for example, you're instantly drawn to them because they have maybe a light around them or you just feel good about them. They're, you're connecting to their vibration. They have a higher vibration or a vibration that you resonate with, or perhaps you want, you see yourself wanting to get to that place, right? That vibration, mm-hmm. that's a vibration. And you raise your vibration uh, by being more authentic with yourself. That's the first thing, Right. That's the first step. Um, Obviously, I feel, and I know many will agree, that diet is a huge part of uh, vibrational rising. Yes. Yes. Um, You know, so it is important that when things are really going hectic in your reality, check in with yourself and ask, be honest, you know, where can I raise my vibration? What am I doing that's contributing to the chaos as opposed to alleviating some of it? And my suggestion to add on to what you're saying is if you're feeling stress, the worst thing you can do is drink more and eat more processed foods and eat more sugar. Right. Go the other way. And then the other thing I throw in is throw on music, sing and yes. dance. Yes. I always, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say, I've never seen somebody feel bad after dancing and singing. That's true. That's funny. I always recommend that when I do Reiki healing. Uh, I, if I am picking up on some energy interference within the sacral chakra, which typically happens often because that houses our creativity and it's also our sexual chakra. So if I sense with someone that that's a little bit stifled or there's something going on, I always suggest dancing. I'm like, just turn on music and dance or hula hoop, do whatever you can to move the energy because that's what it needs to do. The energy needs to move. And once it starts to move and flow, it frees up that space for everything to flow through in a more fluid manner. (laughs) And in a more joyful manner. And more joyful, yes. Because when your frequency is high, so is your joy. Yeah. You can't be depressed and have high frequency. Correct. (laughs) You just can't do that. So let's talk a little bit about astrology and how you sort of like went into it. Oh, this is a fun, I'll, I'll try to make this a shorter story than what it actually is. So I used to read, okay, so, Back when I was 10, 11, 12, the internet wasn't even out yet, you know, so I would read tons and tons of books. I always loved to read. I still do. And I always knew I was extremely sensitive because I felt that. And I'm a Taurus. I'll share that. So I, I know they say Taurus are sensitive, you know, tough, but sensitive and all of that stuff. And, but what I would read about Taurus just didn't make sense for me because the level of sensitivity that I was experiencing was so profound that I couldn't even put it into words sometimes. It was very difficult. And so my mother would go food shopping once a week. And like I said, I'm one of five children. So there was always a very long food shopping trip. And she would uh, 
alternate which child she would take with her. (laughs) So when it was my turn, I would just, she would drop me off at the bookstore, which was connected to the supermarket in the same shopping center. And the girl that worked there knew me. So she would watch me. I would sit in the back and I would read, not exaggerating, two or three books. And these weren't just like little, you know, I, I would read really quickly. And, um, I'll never forget. I came upon Linda Goodman's sun sign book. Okay. I had that book. I think everybody who's interested in astrology has that book. (laughs) So I started reading this book and I stumbled upon the chapter stumbled. I read the chapter about moon signs and it was saying how the moon is your soul and your emotion and how it's typically in a very different sign than the sun sign. So you're emotionally your moon sign. And as I'm reading it, I'm like, I got to figure out my moon sign. So I'm 11 at this point. I figure out through using an ephemeris, which I'm not a very good mathematician, but I figured this out that I was a Pisces moon and everything clicked to me because Pisces is one of the most empathic, spongy, compassionate, bleeding heart. Uh, You know, I won't give you the negative side of it, but all of that is part of Pisces and that's my moon sign. So it made so much sense that I was experiencing my emotions in this way. And so from there, I just had to dive in and just learn the whole chart. And I did. And um, yeah, it brought me into reading for others and my love of astrology. And the three main are, you've got your sun, your moon, and your rising. So the sun is your basic personality. Mm -hmm. It's your life force. Um, It's interesting because it's the center of you. It's who you truly are. But oftentimes we have to go through a lot of karma to actually shine that light, that solar light. So it's who we aspire to be in our highest form, but it takes trials and tribulations to get there. And then we've got the moon sign, which is the emotional self. And then the, the rising. What is the rising? So the rising sign, I would argue, as do a lot of astrologers, that when you're younger, like 30 years old and below, you tend to embody your rising sign more because at the time of your birth, the, on the Eastern side of the sun, it's moving through the Zodiac. Okay. And each it it moves like every two minutes. So that's why an exact birth time is really important when you're doing a birth chart, because so if you're a Scorpio, let's just say, and when you're born, it's Sagittarius rising, somebody born 10 minutes later than you is not going to be a Sagittarius rising. And so Mm. the rising sign is what they call your mask. Okay. It's your projected personality. It doesn't mean it's fake or phony by any means. It's just that that's how people perceive your energy. So I'll give you any, again, I'm going to use myself as the example simply because it's easier for me to explain it this way because I know myself for the most part. Right. I'm a Taurus, but I'm a Taurus sun, but I'm a Gemini rising. So Gemini Geminis are very expressive. They're very communicative. They love to talk. They love to, you know, read. They love to write. They, they're very extroverted. So when, if, if you don't know me, I probably come across Gemini, right? I would think. That's what I've been told anyway. Yeah, well, you've come that way to me. Right. But yet I'm very introverted. But when I was under 30, I was much more extroverted. Now I'm true Taurus. Like I, I like my cozy pajamas. I like my good food. I like to be on the couch. I like to read books. I'm an in, I'm more introverted. So it's flip flop for me. But but the Gemini is still very much a part of me. It's a part of my personality. But That's it's so funny. I call that introverted extrovert. Yes, exactly, exactly. So that's so fascinating to see. You know those those signs. My husband is on the cusp of Taurus and Gemini, as okay. his son. I don't know the rest, and he doesn't have a birth time. No, he does have a birth time. It was 11-something in the morning, early, like 11, 
Oh, too, but that's another story. But it was interesting because before me, he never was interested in any of these things. Right. And couldn't wrap his mind around anything that I do. And now it's, so could you tap into this? Right, exactly. <laughs> well, then you go even further with the chart, not to talk all about the chart, but you, know, okay. you think about Venus, you think about Mars. Those are your love planets. So Venus is what, it's, it's how you love and what you love. Mars is your drive and your life force and what you're attracted to and then what you tend to attract. So there's really like a whole, I mean, it gets very, very intricate. That's why it's... It's, it's very intricate. And then yeah. you've got your squares and your trines and your south node and your your north mode, yep. node, <laughs> node. <Yeah. laughs> And I just learned that the South Node is karmic. You're karmic. Yeah, well, they're both the North Node is as well. But I mean, I think all of it's karmic, to be honest, right? I have to think about that because if the stars are lining up, you know, and they're doing the planet, let's say in 2020, where the karma comes in from. I don't see. I don't know enough about astrology. So you would have to look at your individual chart for that. You'd have to see your personal configuration to see what, what is your karma at this time, right? What are you, the North Node's what you're going to move towards, the South Node's what you're, you're contracted to release, let's just say. But the South Node's more comfortable because that's what we're used to. Right, it's the devil you know. So collectively right now, we're in the nodes of Sagittarius and Gemini. Gemini is our North Node, Sagittarius is the South Node. So South Node's what we're leaving behind, and Sagittarius represents just a few things, long-distance travel, okay, philosophy, it's higher learning, it's education, it's um, religion, all of that, we're being forced to kind of take a step back and release a lot of that, and we're moving towards the Gemini way, which is the North Node, which isn't bad, because Gemini is great as well, and it's more about... um, Short distance travel, that's what Gemini rules over. Connecting more to our neighbors and our siblings. And it's how we communicate. Changing the way we communicate, right? Community, that's what we're moving towards. So it's really interesting when you, when you do that, when you break it down that way. That's fascinating. And when you, yeah, when you break it down in small digestible pieces, because right. some people take the big words and they, that's what they use all the time. And then you're like, um, what does that mean again? <laughs> right, Exactly. Well, I actually learned, which was interesting, astrology. It's kind of funny. So I had a mentor, Kevin, who he passed away, sadly. But he used to always say to me, you're intuitively brilliant. And he would say, you're going to do these charts, but you're going to have to find your own niche. You're going to have to find your way of doing it. And I never understood what that meant until I got older and was you know, working with people and I would see symbols when I was talking to them, I would see their astrology symbols and I can read their signs through their expressions. And in my mind, as they're talking, I'm, I'm pegging it without seeing their chart. And then in time I'd see the chart and I'm like, Oh, I was right. You know? So for me, it's more about reading the energy. I can look at a chart and a whole story unlocks before I even get to the technical side of it. So I realized I did need to learn the technical side. And then that's when I began all my studies and it just all clicked and because I love it and it fascinates me constantly and there's always more to learn you're never going to be you know you're never going to know all there is to know it's just not possible it's true I've been doing this 20 years I'm still taking classes I'm still <laughs> learning I still yeah. love it then when you're talking about that I, I know a gal who she holds her tarot cards but she never she never drops them she never puts out a, you right. know a she just holds them and gets all her information and, yeah. and she's brilliant at it so I just I find it's amazing when People are like that. You know, you don't, you can, you can see symbols, you can see what's going on. She can hold her cards and yet information comes. And what people, I'd love for them to 
to understand is that all of it is viable mm-hmm. because it's spirit guided and it's yes. not, you know, there are some people who are Charlemagne's. There are some people who just make up stuff and throw it against the wall. Yes. And they give, they give the credibility a bad name, yes. but there are very highly credible, very um, brilliant people. I mean, I know you and Sherry Jewell are, we work together and you do gallery readings yes. Yes. And, you know, let's talk about that in the few minutes before the next break. Yeah, sure. I would love to. So much. Okay. So, whew, I don't even know where to begin with What's that. What's a gallery reading? Okay. So, gallery, gallery reading is we get, it's been via Zoom lately because of all these times that we're in, the crazy times. But we get people in a room, 12 to 15, depending on our energy levels. We usually try to stay under 15. And we... Um, we connect them with spirits of their loved ones, their loved ones that have passed on to the other side. And it's, it sounds uh, a lot less, oh, how do I, it, it's just beautiful. It really is. It's all for healing. That's, that's what it is to show you that life really does go on and that the soul is eternal. And it is. And it is. Yep. Which is amazing. And so, so a lot of times people come because their child or a loved one committed suicide and they need to know that they're okay mm-hmm. or they were fearful when they transitioned and they need to know that they're okay. And that's what you do. Yes. Giving them that confirmation that your loved one is in a good place, is doing well on the other side and even thriving. Yes. Yes. And it's, it's, we, we can actually feel the way somebody passes. Like that's how they come through to, at least for myself, I can speak to this. I'll feel how somebody passed. I'll feel their last moments. I will feel, um, what they felt or, and they'll come through to me and give me their mannerisms so that that person knows beyond a shadow of a doubt that it's them. Um, or one piece of information that seems so silly. I mean, I can tell you, I remember reading this woman one time and she came to see me at the office and I, ca- I said to her, I'm really sorry. I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to tap into you, but all I keep seeing is, is little scungilies in right in front of my face. And I said, who, who is that? And she just busted out into laughter. And she said, my father called me Scungili. I'm like, okay, well, he's here. I said, this is his way of getting me to tell you that he's here. And then it just opened up the portal and I, I had her father for a while. It was, it was really cool. I love it when it happens like that. Those are great stories. I just have goosebumps all over. We need to take a break. We'll be yes. right back. Please okay. stay tuned for more conversation with Lisa Salvatore. America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Have you ever wanted to scream, but you couldn't because of all the people who might hear you? Now, we have your answer. The original Scream Pillow. It can be used at work, the bathroom, in the closet, or anywhere you want to scream and not have everyone know what you're screaming about. Order yours today at MarlaGoldberg.com. That's Marla, G-O-L-D-B-E-R-R-G.com. Do you find that your journey to loving yourself is taking a long time? Here's your shortcut. Read Marla Goldberg's book, My Fucking Long Journey to Loving Myself, A Guide to a Shorter Path to Learn to Live a More Self-Loving Life. Order on Amazon or MarlaGoldberg.com. That's Marla, G-O-L-D-B-E-R-R-G.com. 
It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Guided Spirit Conversations. To reach Marla Goldberg or her guest today, you're invited to call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, the address is guidedspiritconversations at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. Hello, everyone. Thank you for sticking around. I am having the best conversation with Lisa Salvatore. Lisa and I are talking about her business and how she works. She's an astrologer, an intuitive, uh, a medium. She does tarot and spirit connection, which I guess would be a medium. Would that not be? Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. Another way of saying that. And she works with her clients with intuitive guidance, wellness coaching, Reiki. And if you don't know Reiki, it's an energy modality. And so Lisa and I are talking about her, how she gives divine guidance and how she helps and what she does. So welcome back, Lisa. And be, but before we get back into our conversation, I want to say if you want to contact Lisa, Lisa's website is Lisa Salvatore, and that's L-I-S-A-S-A-L-V-A-T-O-R-E dot com. And you can write her at info at lisasalvatore.com. So check her out, check out what she does, because you're just going to be so overwhelmed in the most positive, wonderful way. And you're going to want to reach out to Lisa. I promise you that. So you're welcome. So we've got charity shout out time, which is one of my favorite times. And your charity is Leukemia Lymphoma Society. Yes. So tell us about why it's, why it's so near and dear to you. So for about, I, for about three years, I've been wanting to get involved with a charity that really speaks to my heart. And I was a part of Make-A-Wish here and there. I would, you know, did a lot of donating, but I, I didn't, it didn't, um, it just didn't, you know, when you just know, you're like, okay, this isn't the, the it's one. It's run its course. Back in June, my, um, my sweet niece, my sister's daughter was diagnosed with leukemia, um, ALL. She's doing okay. She's going through um, hopefully the harder part of her treatment at this point. And um I've been wanting to get involved somehow even stronger now, but I'm, you know, with everything that she's been going through and I've been here witnessing it all. And it's, it's really, it's a lot more than I, unless you've experienced it, it's a lot more than what people would imagine. So um, a friend of my sister's got involved and we started talking and the light went off and I said, I want to be a part of this. And so cue in leukemia lymphoma society. And here I am. So they, um, to reach out to the leukemia, Lymphoma Society. That's a bit of a tongue twister. I have it to is, say. I know. And I, I keep, yeah, I'm having a hard time saying it myself. So it's LLS.org. Reach out to them. Check out their website. See what they do and see where they need help. Because, yes, we can always use to send money, but there might be some other ways you can help as well. So check them out. I'm sure there's one in every city or every state and see where your assistance can be had. Thank you. Oh, my pleasure. So let's continue talking. I'm just loving our conversation so much. So let's talk about tarot cards and what's the big misconception about divination tools? That if you, that they're the devil, (laughs) first of all. (laughs) That's Um, religion. Right. But also that they open portals to negativity. I've heard that one a lot. 
a lot of people are afraid of using cards or any divination tool because they're going to open up to negative entities or negative energy. But I believe that we can do that without even any tools, to be honest, right? Anytime you lose your temper, you blow a portal. Yeah. I am a big believer of intention, intention being everything. And of course, there are some times where it can leak through and something negative comes through or what, whatever have you happens. Um, but I really do believe in intention. Tarot cards are really a tool for awareness. That's what I would say. They tap into, I mean, if you really go into the mythology of tarot, it is not necessarily a divination tool. So, I mean, Carl Jung, the Swiss psychoanalyst who was brilliant, he used the archetypes from the tarot and astrology to help his patients. And they were, I mean, I've had clients tell me that a tarot session or astrology session has been more helpful for them in some cases than than traditional therapy. I'm a big, big, big believer though in traditional therapy. I'm not knocking that. I feel like everybody should. There's a place for everything. Exactly. But sometimes you hit a brick wall doing talk therapy and you need something else to either give you a different insight or a catalyst to something else. Right. And yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, I was just going to say, I, I, we're, we're both on the same page with that. And it's just really important because, you know, like the only thing that I heard that I would, uh, unless you really know what you're doing, because I did speak to somebody who was a, um, a Ouijologist and she was a professional Ouija board, Oh, no, I don't mess worker. with the Ouija. <laughs> but that's what I was going to say. The Ouija board, under no circumstances, I do not suggest playing with it. Don't, if you don't know what you're doing, if you don't really know what you, you're doing, stay away. Because it really, I mean, from what my experience has been, you can really do some damaging things. Yeah, I, it's of my belief that if a spirit wants to communicate with you, they'll do it through their own channel. And I feel like the Ouija board can bring in energies that are hanging around for lower level reasons. Um, and you can bring that in and open that up. I wouldn't, I wouldn't mess with it. I don't, to be honest. So that's just my opinion, my belief. Well, when we go offline, I'll tell you a story about a client who at a young age, friend brought over a Ouija board and what happened to him. Oh I mean, the outcome is fine. The outcome ended up being fine, but it did open a portal. It did, it did cause a lot of havoc in his life. Um, but the good news is, is he's living a great life now. So sure. that's the most important thing. So I will share a story. Okay, it's, please do. Uh, about, it's got a couple of different messages. One is always trust your intuition. When you get that niggling feeling mm-hmm. that you know, and you can't lo- make it logical, don't try. Just trust that, how you feel in your body. The body's our biggest, the body is our GPS. It's going it to is. let us know when something's right or wrong for us. It doesn't fail us. It fails us when we don't listen. That's when it fails us, right? Yep. So I remember about four or five years ago um, doing a ghost tour down in Virginia. It was really cool. And somebody there that I had met through the ghost tour who does this work wanted to have me on a podcast. And I felt like, no, something inside of me was like, no. And I don't know why, because she's very nice and I had no reason to get that feeling, except I just kept getting that guidance of no, don't do it. Anyways, like months passed by and we were not in contact and I forgot all about it. And then she contacted me again and, and I, I 
politely said, I'm, you know, she said, I wanted you to come in and talk about ghost hunting. And I said, well, I don't do that. So I I can't, I can't give you that because that's not what I do. And I was explaining to her the way that I work. And she said, well, okay, we'll have you on anyway. And then we'll just talk about paranormal phenomenon. And again, I had that feeling. And I, so I declined it and she was very persistent. And finally I'm like, all right, I'll just do it. And I will never forget this. The day I did the podcast with her, I looked out my window and I saw a huge hawk sitting right on my fence, staring at me. And I just knew I was like, I should have listened and I should not have done this podcast, but I did it anyway that night. And I've never had this happen before. And it has not happened again. Thank God. But I had a experience where I was wide awake. And of course it happened to be when my husband was out of town. So it was not like I had anybody there to not to help me here. So I was awoke, awoken by a spirit that was trying to hurt me. And I felt it happening. And I know this sounds crazy, but I I didn't believe in this either, to be honest. I felt it happening. And I'm like, I'm awake. I'm actually awake. And I'm experiencing some some form of energy trying to attack me. I woke up and I turned on all the lights and I freaked out. I didn't sleep for like three nights. And then I realized, why am I freaking out? I have more power here than this entity. And I did some rituals and got rid of it. And I promised myself to never not trust my intuition again. And that evil does exist, unfortunately, and it carries over into the spirit world. So you have to trust that inner guidance. Absolutely. And here's one thing that I've learned that if you feel that your home or place of business, wherever you spend time, has this negative energy or this evil energy, whatever you want to call it, negative um, if you just say, you, if you're not benevolent, you need to leave now, you're not welcome here, that it's, you, they, they can't stay. Yeah. Your beliefs on that. I, I, well, I think that uh, what I've learned is that they, they thrive off of fear, lower level entities. So if you're showing, if you're feeding into it and you're scared, they'll ramp it up. Mm-hmm. But if you're more, you know, authoritative about it, like get out, nothing can touch me, leave me, they, they usually will. They'll move yeah. on. I actually saw that saying above someone's doorway, like at the front door going out. It said, if you're not benevolent, if your energy is not benevolent, you're not welcome here, leave. And they just stayed there. And it was just, obviously, they, there was something that went on that made them know that they could, somebody told them to do this and they did it and they painted it. They had it, you know, stenciled on their, their, their wall. Yeah. Wow. Which is really powerful. So we only have a few minutes left. What would you like to share that I have not touched upon for whether it be about your business, your beliefs, how you work with clients, whatever it might be, anything you want to promote? We all have, we're all spiritual beings. Okay. We all have a path and a purpose and we all have a calling, a higher calling, whether we know that or not. And oftentimes we just get so ego driven ego driven into, you know, three dimensional reality of what we have to do and all the, but we, we neglect the soul. And so it's the one thing I would share is just make sure you check in with your soul, ask yourself, you know, and when I say check in with your soul, how do you feel? Like, do you, are you, you sure you're giving your all to, to whomever or whatever, but how do you feel? How do you really feel? What's the condition of your own soul? Because when soul is neglected, it does come out as disease or it could come out as disease and you don't want that to happen. So you always want to make sure you're checking in with yourself and being honest with yourself. Easier said than done. But the growth that happens there is tremendous. I agree. And, and don't just don't be a. Am I allowed to say? Yeah, you can say whatever you want. I was going to say, don't be a shitty person. That's something I want to say. <laughs> just really try your hardest not to be a shitty person. Kindness. Sounds so silly, but kindness. Yes, yeah, yeah. exactly. 
And it's hard sometimes because people push their buttons, right? We have to remember to stay in love. And that's another thing. I don't believe spirituality is simply about being true to your own spirit. That is all that that word means. It's not about how many times a day do you do yoga? How many times do you meditate? Do you pray? Do you eat meat? Do you not? None of that matters. If you're being true and authentic to yourself, that's spirituality. That's where it comes in. That's that's it. There's nothing more to it than that. Can I add another layer to that? Is that that you? I, I love that as the base, but also living your life with love and kindness and gratitude. Those three things. I mean, you, if you incorporate love, kindness, and gratitude into your daily everything, you'd see the world just change around you. Yeah, it's true. It's true. So the next time that person cuts you off, tell them you love them. Right, right. You know, it's, that's funny. One time that happened, I, I did cut somebody off and he gave me the finger and I just turned around and I just went, and I just waved. <laughs> and he didn't know what to do. He was like, you know, <laughs> it, was, it was kind of funny, actually. That is funny. Lisa, I am so grateful to have you on the show. I can't believe this time is up. We have had so much best. fun. I've had so much fun. Too. I did too. We'll have to bring you on because I know there's so much more going on. And are you writing a book? <laughs> yes, that's my plan. I am working on some a couple of different projects. Yes. I'm feeling a book. I'm feeling a book in your future. So those astrology buffs, Saturn just moved into my ninth house for the next two and a half years. So yes, I will be doing some more with that. So I'm excited. Well, I'm so excited. We'll just have to have you back again and talk about what Love you're that. doing in 2021 and, and where your book is at, how far along it is. And we can move from there. So thank you so much for thank being you. a part of the show today. Thank you. I want to thank everyone at Voice America for helping me put the show on each and every week. They are amazing people, and they're so patient and tolerant with me, so thank you. Bridget, right hand, left hand, what would I do without you? Thank you so much. Bridget's my assistant, for those who don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, And I want to thank you, the listening audience, for taking the time out of your day, out of your life, to participate in this podcast. I want to remind you to please check out Lisa Salvatore. At lisasalvatore.com. And if you want to write to her, info at lisasalvatore.com. And I'm sure you will be absolutely thrilled with the information you'll receive from her because I intuitively I just know how powerful she is and how much she can help. I'm also going to end this. COVID is still out there, the vaccination is here, people are getting vaccinated, but It's still contagious. So let's bring the numbers down. Let's be socially considerate with each other. Let's wear our masks, keep our distance, keep our hands clean. And if you should run into somebody in a market or in a store, move to the end of the aisle so people don't have to walk through your spittle. Um, (laughs) I know that's a sound. That should be all the time, not just COVID. (laughs) That should be all the time. It's not all the time. um, I know. Anyway, until next week, as always, I send you love. I send you blessings. I send you gratitude. Know you're loved and you are so important to me in my life. So thank you. Stay well. Stay well. 